Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. So we schedule a show uh, for a Sunday night in, in the middle of winter uh, that I titled Winter Jazz. And what happens today? It actually fucking snows. Oh my God, that's right. I I didn't even pick up on that. Uh, I was a little a little shocked. I was uh, out and about this afternoon uh, a little bit, and uh, you know, flurries. I was like, okay, we'll have a little flurries, but uh, I don't, we we didn't we didn't really get much snow, but uh, it wound up sticking to the uh, cars and 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 lawns. Um, but uh, nothing significant. But but still, that's 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 quite uh, I don't know if serendipitous is the right word or mystical. I think is the right word. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, wow. I I I personally not too happy about it. Uh, I was hoping to get through the uh, winter with without any of the white stuff on. My dog uh, seems pretty happy about it. She uh, she absolutely despises going out in the rain. Like it. She'll sleep 10 hours overnight and wake up in the morning and we'll be like, okay, come on, you have to go out. If it's raining, she'll kind of be like, uh, no, nah, I think I can hold it for another 10 hours. <laughs> but, uh, but she got out in the snow tonight and she was just loving life, loving so, life, running so, around. So, so hang on. As a member of this planet, which you are, sure. you're, you're not like completely freaked out or concerned that there is no snow, like that the world is, you know, coming to a tragic end? What? You're talking about no snow right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> after, like, after what we had last winter? It was it was 70 degrees on Christmas. I don't that care. the crap out of you? No. Oh, okay. I don't have kids. What the hell do I care? <laughs> <laughs> that's, true. That, that's true. It's funny that you say that because I worry. I don't give a sh. My God, that's so fucked up. Um, uh, uh, before we get to the welcome kids and all that, but but the thing is, it scares the crap out of me because I wonder about my kids and their kids and how is he going to explain? Yes, when I grew up, we used to eat food, not this powdered shit. <laughs> like I said. Um, not my, uh, not my concern. No, I, I mean, you, you know, I, I, I don't mean to uh, belittle it or anything. And yeah, sure, global warming does concern me, and I actually believe it's a thing, as opposed to some people don't don't believe that it that 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 that, that, is, that it's true. Um, but we're also getting a really weird weather pattern this year because of El Nino, uh, super, me- you know, mega El Nino. Is he on the Mets or Pirates? Pirates organization. You're talking about Espinosa? <laughs> but um, um, no, I, we've had such weird weather the past couple of years. I mean, the past two winters were awful. 
you know, be, uh, people people uh, um, rejoicing or or you know wondering about the the warm weather this year, you know, aren't aren't quite remembering that uh, last year in mid March it was still awful. Yeah, yeah. And we we and the winter last year didn't really start until about uh, until about now. It was late January, uh, mid to late January before we got our first snowfall. Uh, but then it just kept snowing c- continually for the next two months, you know. So, right. uh, uh, anyway, but no, I, I, I mean, sure, I'm concerned. Uh, I think there's there's a lot that uh, that we as as, as a human race could do to uh, to have at least slowed this down. But uh, we don't seem to be interested in that. You know, everybody's driving cars, everybody's uh, greenhouse emissions, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right, right, right. I'd, I'd personally love to see a, a shit ton of wind farms put off off the south shore of uh, of Long Island. I don't give a shit that they're eyesores. Put them out there. Wait, put what out there? Wind turbine farms. Oh, I love those. The ones that were, well, like in California, those. Yeah, that's that's great. Oh. I don't see why not. Yeah. No, they, they won't do it because people who live on the south shore don't want to don't want to ruin the view. Yeah, you know, but but and, and, and then you know the, the the ones that don't want to ruin the view will, will also say, well, we don't know the effect on on wildlife. Oh, now you care about the wildlife. <laughs> do we do we need to go back to Dennis Leary's you know a, a reason of why we eat cows? <laughs> you're you're a you're a baseball mitt. Get in the get in the get in the truck. Yeah, no, 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 no. What was it? The chicken nose, the tuna, oh, and the tune in, yeah, tune in. Well, well, what about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dolphins get put in that. Well, what about the tuna? Fuck them, they taste good. Right. <laughs> Fuck them, they taste good, right? right. So, so very interesting. Uh, but I, I, you know how I saw. Um, You're doing this because uh, the Democratic uh, uh, um, presidential uh, debate is going on right now, right? That's what. That's I, could, I could. Well, you give me a break. I could. Give <laughs> stuff, but, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you, you know what it is. Listen, uh, you know, you know, Avita Peron. You know who she is. Avita Peron. Yeah, Avita, Avita Perón, yeah. you know, yeah. right? Eva, you know Eva, Eva, Eva Perón, yes. Eva Perón, okay. You know who she was? Yes. She was married. She was, wasn't she, uh, a performer, and she married uh, a politician yes. in Venezuela, and then he passed away, and she became like the president of the country. Yeah, it wasn't right? Venezuela though. It was a. Uh... <laughs> Argentina or something, right? Columbia, whatever, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anyone listening of anyone. Else. I, I don't know. But, and we look at that and go, how ridiculous is that? But guess what? <laughs> here, we, here we go. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, I think we have, we have become a third world country in the terms of how we run our politics. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, she you never know. was actually president. She was. She, oh no, she was. She was in the okay. office. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But the thing is, now you're talking about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and I mean, how can you? How can I possibly watch the debates? It's nonsense. Oh. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I I'll I'll steer steer clear of uh, any uh, political debate going on in the cornfield. There's no place. There's no place for politics in the cornfield unless it's about the uh, public funds using to uh, to build new stadiums. Yeah, you're right, and we I think we'll have another discussion on the Hall of Fame at, at some point. Right. But, uh, 
It's funny. I was talking right. to a friend. <laughs> Killer, uh, uh, Killer B in, in the chat room. <laughs> it's right there in the song. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, thank you. Well, he's from Manhattan, so I guess he would know. But yeah. <laughs> well, you know that song. Uh, I, well, I know it now because you reminded me. But, I mean, if you had said Don't Cry For Me, Paraguay, I'd probably be like, yeah, that's the song. <laughs> so I've been uh, I, I, you know this but uh, I figured out a way to finally download uh, uh, copies of uh, the show onto my phone that I can play in the car uh, on the speakers in my car when I attach it through, uh, through the USB drive um, I don't know I'm sure I've had that technology all along after all these years I just fucking figured it out so I've gone back. I randomly uh, picked uh, three episodes uh, from our first year in the cornfield back in 2011, and uh, uh, and I listened to them. And <laughs> it's pretty funny going back and listening to the, to the stupid things that we were saying back in 2011, especially when it, <laughs> as it pertains to the Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> okay. But before before I get into that, I just want to ask you: Have you ever been? And this is this is from going back and listening to uh, um, uh, old episodes. Have you ever been diagnosed with ADD? No. Because <laughs> I think that's something you might want to look into. <laughs> uh, are, are you serious? There, there are there are whole stretches on a, like like somebody will throw a video up into the chat room. You'll be like, oh, hold on, hold on a second, hold on, okay, and I'm like. All right. This is the colonel watching a video while we're trying to do a radio show, talking, talking on the thing. You're like, oh, oh, no, he just, oh, oh. He's just like reacting to what you're seeing in a, in a chat room. Or, or we'll go through like I was telling you about the the, the field of dreams trivia that that that, I, that uh, I gave you. And it was twenty. It was twenty questions, and I gave you twenty. They were easy, and uh, I, I was hoping you were going to get twenty out of twenty, but you wound up getting nineteen out of twenty. And, you know, okay. I, I tell you that, and we go into the one question you got wrong and why you got it wrong or whatever like that. And you're like, wow, wow. All right, so how do I do? I'm like, well, what do you mean, how'd you do? You're like, how'd I do in the quiz? I'm like, you got 19 out of 20, like we were just talking about for the past uh, five minutes. And you're like, I, you're like, I got what? I'm like, you got 19 out of 20. So I got 19, right? I'm like, oh, my God, have you been listening for the past 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if little shiny bright things distract you a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I don't think I have ADD. I think I I think I um I, I probably forget the fact that um everything is being recorded and there's supposed to be a flow <laughs> and and also because I, I probably just don't care because. I mean, listen, as you know, and whoever, and obviously Mr. B, look at this, I'm not drunk, and, and obviously Mr. B is on the show, and, and we have a, a, a tiny little group of people who listen regularly when it's on, and a few people right. who, listen, who listen later on, and I tell you, and I tell you this all the time, people who listen to this, like Anthony and my friend Albert and my friend uh, Mike, and, and um, oh, God, what's the other one's name? I forget. They listen, and they've almost listened to, like, every episode. They think it is so fucking entertaining that the last thing is this is the baseball show. So whatever it is that we were doing, we were doing it right. <laughs> we were doing it right. <laughs> I do have to say, I did pull the, the three episodes that I pulled and, and, and listened to. Um, 
two of them were uh, Friday night post happy hour shows, like like eight eight p.m. on oh. Friday night. Oh, those yeah. And and uh, another one was uh, after you'd been drinking quite a bit. Uh, uh, so, uh, so, so there might have been some alcohol involved in your in your uh, timing on those episodes. If I can give you a recommendation, listen to episode twenty-three. That's that. That was one. Yeah, that was that was uh, one of them. That was the uh, that was the one with the field of dreams, wasn't it? Um, no, 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 no. Episode twenty-three was the one that. Uh, um, oh God, what was it about? Because I just, I, I, like I said, I just recently. Listen to that one this week. The, episode twenty-three. The title of the episode was "Ramble in the Cornfield." Right. Okay. Yes. And it it was a Sunday night. It was a two and a half hour show. Right. And, oh yeah. And uh, that wasn't one of the ones where it was about nothing, right? It said "Ramble in the Cornfield." Okay, "Ramble in the Cornfield." Okay. So I so so but if you but if you it's a two and a half hour show, but there was a guy who who's on our email. Uh, named Mark Healy, and I don't know if you remember this. Mark Healy used to be the guy that did the, the radio show for Sirius, the, the fantasy baseball, one of these fantasy baseball radio guys, who okay. listened and actually, because I remember telling you this when I was at Shea Stadium or City Field, he listened and he said, would you do the show with me on Sirius? I don't know if you remember me even telling you this. I'm sure I do. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He, he want he wanted what we were doing to be on Sirius, and <laughs> okay. and he he's on our email. He now he actually is an editor of a newspaper. He's no longer in this in this whatever. But you see, he's on the email. But but he thought and, what we would do. And you turned it down. You turned the gig down. Well, I it was it was like you have to be there at like eight o'clock on a Monday or a Tuesday, or whatever, whatever it was. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, and plus it wasn't what we're doing. You know what I mean? So it's like. You know that's you know the Sports Center the commercial when they, you know that the Sports Center has those funny commercials, and, and they had that one years ago where they show the kid that came out too soon. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know it's like you know Jimmy Key he sucks. What is he fifty? You know, well, you know, <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know, like this. You know, the fact is, you know, we the kid just came up too soon. He just wasn't ready to be a sports and anchor. So, so it's like I was afraid that that was going to happen. Where it, it like only works when you're humiliating me, something like that. <laughs> you know, uh, I can't have an I can't have an intelligent conversation about Lee Smith as a relief pitcher because I, I don't care. You know, I I can talk right. about how how he's not a Hall of Famer. End of discussion. Oh, but he was intimidating and he came in. That's baseball. I don't give a fuck. Okay, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Uh, but uh, uh, it's funny uh, going back into some of those the, those episodes. Uh, like I said, one of them we talked about um, that the 2011 Hall of Fame induction, and uh, I forget who got in that year. But we were talking about the uh, you know the upcoming year when we were both positive that Barry Larkin and and, and Jeff Bagwell in his second year on on the ballot was going to go in because Jeff Bagwell probably didn't get in his first time around because of some crotchety old guys that didn't think he was a first ballot guy, but he would fly in the second time around. How many years, how many years, five years later, and we're still waiting for him to, still waiting for him to get in. Well, when Larkin came in, I don't know if you remember who was second that year. Yeah, obviously you, you wouldn't remember it. Who cares? It was Jack Morris. Jack Morris. Yeah, his last year on the ballot. Right? 
No, 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 it wasn't his last year. Oh, it wasn't his last year. But, yeah, he no. came in at like, at like 60-something. And, and, uh, right. Right. It's like, oh, he'll definitely make it the next year. He's like 60, 66%. He'll definitely make it. And, uh, and and that's when they didn't vote anybody in the next year. That was the year Biggio got, uh, I don't know. What oh, right. Yeah, right, 2013. Yeah. It was a thir- yeah, okay, that, that sounds right. But I remember when Larkin made it. And then 2014, it was it was uh, uh, Biggio, Johnson. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Biggio Maddox, the- Biggio Maddox and Glavin. And then the following year, it was Pedro... Uh, Biggio was fifteen. The, the two thousand. The, it was uh, Glavin, Maddox, and Frank Thomas went in together. Glavin, Maddox, and Thomas, right? Okay, and then, and, B- and then Biggio, Pedro, right, and, uh, right, right, Randy right, Johnson. Right. Okay, gotcha. Right. Okay, that was a which was a great, great, great year, you know. And then, and Piazza was like, I don't know, a couple of votes short, but, 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 but when when that happened, when Larkin and Smoltz, and Smoltz. Okay, so there were Smoltz, four. Uh, there were four that year because it was Smoltz, Johnson. Uh, right. I, it was it was Johnson. It was three pitchers in Biggio. So who were the three pitchers you said? It was Johnson, Martin, Smoltz, and Johnson, Smoltz, and, Smoltz, 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 Johnson, yeah. and Pedro. Yeah, right, Smoltz, right, Johnson, right, and, right, Pedro, right, and Pedro. Right, right. right. Okay, because I know it was three pitchers. Right, but yeah. but I rem, I remember. Oh my God, we did, did so we were doing a show before Larkin went in. Yeah. 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 Two thousand eleven. Yeah. That's when we started. Yeah. That's when we started this. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I still can't believe Barry Larkin just, just, made, I, 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 but you see that I guess it's having a more, more interesting discussion than a political discussion. You know? Well, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame is politics. Mikey says, Mr. B says, Jehaman is a douche, talks about how too many players are on the ballot, should expand it and then vote for only eight players and is pissed that Edmonds is off, is off the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm not pissed at that. I, I don't think he was ever going to get in, at least uh, by the BBWA. Uh, I just always think that it's a shame when someone who is marginally qualified um, falls off in the first year, uh, like Edmonds right. did, like like uh, Lou Whitaker did. Um, uh, other other player Kevin Brown, I believe. Uh, no, no, Kevin Brown. Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember if he fell off his first year or not. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, Nomar fell off. Would you know? Um, oh God! But you were positive that that Mike Messina was gonna was gonna be voted in, along with Glavin and and uh, and, and Maddox in 2014. Is that what was on the call? Yeah, yeah. And I was um, like, oh. I'm like, well, we're both. I mean, and and still to this day, we're both convinced that he was an underrated pitcher and uh, belongs in the Hall of Fame based purely on what he did, what he did on the mound. Okay. Uh, uh, I, but I, 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 I felt that it was going to take voters a while to warm up to him, and it was going to take a while for him to get in. Now, this was also before they changed the limit to ten years. Uh, but um, um, you you were pretty positive that he was going to go in on 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 maybe his second year on on the ballot. Okay, now I didn't mean to get into this, but now that we're into this, mm-hmm. how Trevor Hoffman has sixty seven percent and Billy Wagner has ten percent? 
That's all them saves. Six hundred plus versus four hundred plus. You know. Okay. Okay. If that's the argument, then how come Mike Messina only got forty percent? I know no, he doesn't I, have saves. I, how I agree. I agree. I think I think Wagner should have should have gotten a much higher percentage, and I think Hoffman should have gotten a lower percentage. I think basically. The thing is, there is also that argument that the Hall of Fame is that, a Hall of Fame. And for a long stretch of time, um, whether you think he was dominant or not, or less dominant than than, uh, than Wagner's numbers, um, what happened was, uh, was that Hoffman was out there getting a lot of saves every single year. Right. Sorry, I was getting another phone call. Um, Hoffman was getting... Hello? I'm here. Um, Anyway. um, Uh, You know we're getting somebody dialing in a call, right, at some point, right? Who? Well, if somebody's dialing dialing in on TalkShoe getting a call, you'll have to answer it. No, no, no. I, I can tell from the chat room if they're if, if they're trying to dial oh, into the, oh, okay. the thing. That was actually it was actually just my mother. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does she have an opinion? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. So go on. Um, and a lot of Trevor Hoffman's uh, cachet, as it, as it will, you know, he spent most of his career with one team. Most of his career. You, I mean, you, you, you think of him as, as being the closer for the Padres. You don't really think about it his time in Florida or, or Milwaukee. I mean, you might. Oh, definitely. Of course. Padres, Padres, Padres. That's fine, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas Billy Wagner was a bit more, you know, bit, I, you know uh, spread out a bit. You know, playing, you know he, he had some time with Houston. He had some time with, with, with Atlanta, with the Mets, you know. All, you know uh-huh. Spread around. Right. Um, so you know there is that same argument, and you know the 600 plus saves, certainly you know number two all time behind Mariano. Yes. Um, is going to get him some extra votes, and I think the people that don't sit down and really look at the statistics will be like, oh yeah, Trevor Hoffman, he's a Hall of Famer. You know. Uh, 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 even though he didn't do, even though he didn't do well in big games, as, as Mr. Mr. B said in the, in the chat room, uh, yeah, um, and where Billy Wagner did. Uh, Billy Wagner actually didn't have great uh, great stats uh, in the postseason. Actually, pretty terrible overall. But that was really attributed to one or two games. And, and believe it or not, he had a very low uh, save percentage. Not as bad as uh, I Jose Mesa or Roberto Hernandez, those guys, whatever. But it wasn't it wasn't like Mariano's percentage. Right. But, yeah. I just I mean, I, to I mean, me, I, to me, with you know the modern closer, and you right. know that doesn't include you know uh, um, you know Gossage. I, I, I think Gossage absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. I think uh, oh, I think he was one of the most intimidating presence presence back then. Um, still is. I, I yeah, don't want to see walking down yeah. the street. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to me, in, in the modern era of closers, it's Mariano Rivera, and that's it. And the rest of these guys, I. I personally, if I had a Hall of Fame vote, and I think you, you, I think you're a little different than me. Uh, if I had a Hall of Fame vote this year, Wagner, neither Wagner nor Hoffman would have been on my, would have been my top, would have been my, one of my ten votes, would have been one of my ten selections. I think you actually picked Hoffman over or Wagner over Hoffman or something like that. I picked Wagner over Hoffman, um, 
just yeah, that I don't get. Um, I, 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 I don't I get picking. I can understand picking both or not picking either of them. I don't understand picking one over the other because because as both of us have argued, their value over over their careers was roughly the same. Um, the thing that I liked about Wagner um, was you like probably the, you like what? the story. You like the story. I like the story. I like the story. You like that he said that uh, you know he wasn't a lefty, right? <laughs> and you know learned to throw left-handed and wound up being one of the greatest closers of all time. You know, uh, with throwing with the hand that he that that uh, that, that he wasn't you know born throwing with or whatever. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that's I, pretty cool stuff. I I think he is, I, but you're right. I think I think. Well, what do you think about Eckersley? Are you okay with him because he changed the game well, or something? I guess because he was. I mean, if you look at again his career and you look at the value of his career, a lot of that value had had to do with you know ten years of being a, you know an effective plus starter. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Um, then, but then he, you know, the way that Larusa then changed everything with with. Uh, I'm not sure exactly sure it was him because people were coming in for one out one one inning saves before that. Um, but certainly, um, with Eckersley, that that's that's the, I guess the uh, the breaking point, the uh, the you know where where the, where the tide turned. Um, I, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a name here, and just I'm not going to give you a name. I'm gonna I'd almost to... I'd almost not vote for Eckersley because of how important he was. Because I, I think the whole one, I, I you know we've talked about this in the past. I don't really like naming one guy as a closer and being you're pitching the ninth inning, I'd rather it be more situational. But um but that's never that it's 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 not gonna get, go back to that. So anyway, go ahead. But uh, the, the, yes, you're right. I, I I think you know that I have different opinions and that my opinions will change based upon my interests. <laughs> but I, I if I was a human being and a baseball player and I played 15, let's say uh, 16 years, right. had 2,500 hits, could have probably stuck around to get 3,000. I finished with 500 doubles, could have easily stuck around to get 600. I had a 295 career batting average. Okay. I would mm-hmm. say, damn, I'm pretty freaking good. And the fact is, he got 0.2% of the ballot. I'm talking about Garrett Anderson. Right. Okay. You think you think Garrett Anderson could have stuck around for for, for for to get 500 more hits, including 100 more doubles? No. His his skills had totally eroded by uh, at by the end of his career. Were they okay? Because I'm just looking at his career stats. I'm, not, I'm looking. I, I I thought he retired at like 37 or 36. So maybe you're right. Maybe he would have been like the Harold Baines, Rusty Staub, finished with 2,700, good but not good enough. Um, but I just look and I said, a guy like that to get less than David Eckstein, you know, it just it just kind of, I mean, David Eckstein, and I think this goes to what Brody, Mr. B, was talking about a minute ago, it's a Hall of Fame, it's a Hall of Popularity, it's right. this or that. Right. David Eckstein getting more votes than Garrett Anderson? Yeah. And it's, it's negligible. He got two votes versus one. But still, how could anybody in their right mind look at Garrett Anderson and say, you know what, he's you know, not good enough? 
just just kind of just kind of bothers me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think after uh, he was thirty-two or, or, or so, you know, he had you know decent here and there, but but pretty much he was he was a league average player after that. Um, uh, when he was 38, his final year, he had he only had 163 uh, plate appearances, but he batted 181, 204, 271. So I mean, it's a small sample size, but I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, he was he was done. Okay. Uh, so 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 with that being said, next year, yeah, Ma- Manny Ramirez first year on the ballot, Vlad Guerrero first year on the bar- ballot, right? Um, and then of Yvonne course Rodriguez. Yvonne Rodriguez. Okay, Von Rodriguez, right? Okay, those are the then three you, big. Those are the three big names. Uh, those are the three big names on the ballot. But then you got Backwell, Reigns, Hoffman, Schilling again. Yeah, I think. So, I think. I mean, uh, I think uh, next year it's going to be Bagwell and Reigns going in together. Right. Uh, outside chance of of Hoffman. But I'm I'm pretty sure of Hoffman's votes. I'm not sure that there are guys out there that didn't vote for him this time around. Because of any logjam or anything like that, I, I, I don't know. I, I think he'll eventually get in. Uh, you know, he has high enough percentage, um, but uh, I, I'm not seeing where he's picking up a lot of votes. Well, I'm going to say something now that that is going to is going to both embarrass and shock. And you know how you, you're telling me now that you're listening to shows and you're yep. like, re- okay, okay, okay. So, so my prediction. From next year's Hall of Fame. Sorry. What? Uh, Bagwell and Reigns go in, and I think people are finally starting to realize how the hell did we leave Reigns off the ballot all these years? Yeah. I think about, okay, 2018, okay, um, Chipper is probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so so you don't believe, I'm sorry, that, that brings you pain because I know that was hard for you to admit. So you don't believe that Vlad's going to get in next year? No. No, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, I don't, not. I don't either. And, and I, I'm actually, I think he can get anywhere from, you know, 65% of the vote to 25% of the vote. I right. really have, from reading what people are writing about this guy. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, for all the, you know, uh, friendly banter we've had. You know, in our in our chipper versus Vlad category. I look at Vlad's career and I see a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I if I had ten votes this year, I probably wouldn't have included him on there. But you know, between this year and next year, some guys are falling off. Bagwell, Reigns. Um, uh, I, I mean, I I could see. I definitely see him eventually getting in. Vlad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think, I, I, and I, and I have, and, and I think uh, next year Manny Ramirez is going to wind up in the same boat that uh, maybe McGuire around around that level. Um, maybe maybe more than Sosa around McGuire. I, I don't know. Not not quite as much as as uh, as uh, Bonds and uh, and Clements. I think cool. uh, I have no idea what's going to happen with Pudge. I mean, I mean, you look at. How many games he caught? Uh, his offense, the Gold Gloves, you know, the the calling of games and everything like that. And you're like, that's clearly a Hall of Famer, but you know, now now trending on 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 Twitter, you know, Pudge Rodriguez's famous you know weight loss uh, uh, you know plan, you know, you know, uh, every everybody assumes that he was a steroid guy. 
okay. from the players that he played with to the fact that he shrank to a little a little bean of a human of, of a human being. Uh, you know, the year after uh, testing happened, um, everybody just assumes it, and I think that's going to be that. It, I Mike Mike said in the in the chat room, Pudge will eventually get in like Piazza. I think I think so too, um, because there are no um, positive tests. Um, I don't think that there's been, been anybody that's that's come right out and said, you know, Pudge Rodriguez used or whatever like that. Uh, it's more circumstantial stuff like like that happened with uh, Piazza. Um, so I think he'll. I mean, how do you keep a guy with, with stats like that? He's one of the top five catchers of all time, right? Who Pudge Rodriguez? Yeah. He is one of the top five statistical catchers of all time. Yes. Yeah. And and defensively, he probably is one of the best in the last thirty years. Right. Well, definitely, definitely in the last thirty years. Sure. Yeah. But that had, but Cardi's defense did not hurt him at all. What has it? Hello, are you there? Carter, Carter's de- I'm sorry, I was in my kitchen. Carter's defense did not hurt him at all. Right? Carter's Carter's defense did what? Not Carter. Piazza's defense. Oh well, uh, there there were some some people that uh, that um, didn't vote for Piazza because of his defense, which I think is ridiculous. But um, uh, well, most, mostly, yeah, mostly, right. mostly the people that didn't vote for him was was on PED suspicions. Well, well, I read, I read something. Oh, Russell on the call. What? Do you know? Did you no, know that Russell's calling in today? No, no, that's not Russ. Russ I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, he just hung up. <laughs> Why? Who was that? Uh, that shoeless Joe. What? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? That, that Shoeless Joe said he was going to call up uh, with our first call of the season and oh. uh, our first show of the season and and publicly announce for the cornfield that he's innocent. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know how long he was there, but uh, but uh, he called in and hung up. So. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know who you. That was. Uh, I I did a Ouija board and and prayed for. Shoeless uh, uh, Joe to uh, to call uh, and, and proclaim his innocence for all to hear officially and finally. <laughs> well, um, if, if we build the show, he will come. Well, right, 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 right. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's this person you, you're, you're thinking, uh, okay. but uh, but <laughs> the. Um, the thing that uh, I, I I saw something the other day that uh, I mean it probably won't make a big deal because you can make up anything with statistics. But since since 1960, there was only four players in the major leagues who hit over 340, had less than five stolen bases, so they weren't slap hitters, and less than 50 extra base hits in a season. And one of them was Tony Gwynn. Okay. One of them was Chipper Jones in an injury-shortened season. And one of them was Mike Piazza. The guy could just rake. He wasn't a power hitter as much as he was a hitter. 
that make sense? Yeah, no, I I I agree. So um so what I'm saying is I, I, I have zero problem with I don't care if Mike Piazza, you know, put a put a cinder block to catch a ball. I think he was a phenomenal hitter. And and well, he was a dick, you know. Just hold on hold on one second because we've got someone from South Jersey calling in. Uh South South New Jersey, you're on the air. Hello there. Hello there. Is is, is is this is this shoeless Joe? It sure is. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh Earl, I, I I told you I, I had a Ouija board and I, I prayed for this moment to happen and it finally happened and as you know the show is just talking to the cornfield. Weirdly enough weirdly enough doesn't sound anything like Ray Liotta. Well, because it's not Ray Liotta. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually Shula He was Joe a cheap Jackson, imitation. With, with, with a little bit of a racist South Carolina tone to his voice for a second there. But I needed him to start the year off right. There's, now, we've gone through a lot of changes in life. I have gone through a lot. He's gone through a lot. Joe, how are you? How are you doing? How's heaven? Going good. I, matter of fact, was happy that you waited until 9.30. I just got back from the Panthers game. The what? The Carolina Panthers. It's football oh, season, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I had, that's right. You're, you're, that's absolutely right. I forgot you were, you know, Joe Jackson. You're right. You are from the Carolinas, so it makes sense to me that you went to the game. And and I and I'd like to thank you for calling in. Now, a multi sport a multi sport enthusiast. Yes, it's yes, that's so so <laughs> this this is our uh, this is our first I, I wish I had, I wish I had known about the bit before before you called in because you okay. you, you called in you called in with, with your initial ID first, so I saw who it was, but uh uh <laughs> I I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, uh I saw who it could have been, whose phone you were using at least. Well, I I had to borrow a phone. I don't have a yeah. phone up here. They, they didn't have this kind of technology when I was playing. <laughs> and you passed away in the fifties or something, so uh, or or forties. So you're still a young man. You don't know. You don't know what year? Nineteen fifty-one, sir. Nineteen fifty-one. Huh? Well, was it the proper when when uh, when the colonel there asked you uh, what's what, what's heaven like? Uh, there wasn't the answer supposed to be, it's a lot like Iowa. <laughs> your answer. <laughs> oh, my answer. Right? <laughs> That's not my answer. Your your answer was, heaven is, I just got back from a Carolina Panthers game. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny oh, Well, that's that's really interesting. I respect the fact that you went to the Carolina Panthers game. Um, so, so I, I guess, I guess you going to the Panthers game is sort of because you're sour on baseball. Could that be it? It's it's that, and I wanted to be with Michael Jordan, who was there. Ah, ah, okay. a couple of legends just hanging out together. Wow, more or less. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting, because you're shoeless, Joe, and he and made a billion known. dollars. That's right. That's you need, right. You need to get some of that green from uh from from, from Jordan. I yeah, made I plenty of green. I made I made six thousand dollars in my last season. <laughs> that is that is pretty sweet. On, that was on the books. 
on the books, and, uh, but and with with no bonuses from the previous year. Uh, no bonuses. Getting, getting in the World Series. I mean, are besides some flat, some flat. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you insinuating something, sir? I everything I did was legal. Uh, I would never insinuate. Well, allegedly, it sounded but, like uh, you were. Me? Nah, nah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You have okay. the only home run in the, in, in, in the World Series. Played played good defense. Uh, batted three. Exactly. Uh, what, three why would I, if, if if I was going to throw the World Series? Why would I hit a home up? Well, <laughs> maybe in that maybe in that game you were behind by quite a bit. So, uh, I'm sorry. Like, why, why would you hit a what? <laughs> home up. <laughs> a home up. <laughs> I I have a question, Mister Mister Jackson, if you if you don't mind. Go ahead, sir. Do you think I have ADD because I've recently been accused of this? I don't know you. How would I know? Uh, uh, I didn't know if you were a fan of the show. You know that Earl here named the show after you. After you know, you know, I just was inspired. I got an email that said, call in. So I called in. I don't even know this show. Okay, good. We just assumed that, uh, that uh, our show was, was on a constant loop in heaven, uh, in, in the cornfield that is heaven, and, uh, and, and you were getting it from, uh, from a higher power. But, uh, but uh, I, I, this is what happens when you assume. You should, you should put it on iTunes. <laughs> he just it is on iTunes. <laughs> so you get iTunes in heaven. You get email and iTunes in heaven. That's nice. Oh, that is heaven. Wow, it must be heaven. I don't even know if they get that in Iowa, but I guess it's good they get it in heaven. So, so you're here to say, as we start our 2016 season, that you, this is your moment to say, are you or were you completely innocent of all, of all those horrible things that they say about you? That 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 they made up. Innocent. Innocent. Excellent. I hit okay. three seventy five. Why would I hit three seventy five? And if I was throwing the World Series. Oh, oh, listen. I just want this is public. It's going to go out. I just want people to hear you. You say it. It's been it's been quite a long time. Oh, uh, I, and one more thing. One more thing. Yes. I I do do not want to be compared with Pete Rose. That guy's an sure. idiot. Absolutely, bad hair, bad haircut, everything. I should get in before Pete Rose. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, so, I so, 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 you believe that uh, the exclusion of Pete Rose is uh, is the correct decision? That Rob Manfred made the right decision in uh, in uh, dismissing his his claims to his his request for his case to be uh, reevaluated. You're 100%. 100%. Okay, great. I, I, you guys heard it. Everybody on, listening on iTunes later on in heaven, you heard it here first. Joe Jackson, Shoeless Joe, claims to be innocent yep. and thinks that Pete Rose is a scumbag. Well, that's power. That's those words. My mother. That's paraphrasing. That's paraphrasing. My mama right. would not well me. Yes. You're a good Southern gentleman. You would never use those words. We're uh, we're uh, crass New Yorkers. We we do use those words. We used to beat the Highlanders. <laughs> <laughs> back when they were called the Highlanders. Uh, did you, what do you mean? Did back you, when they were called? What are you talking about? That's what they. <laughs> that's what we played. 
<laughs> Are we talking about the same game? We're talking about the same. Well, I don't the know. The game without the DH in the National League that should never happen. Right, right. Although apparently there's some uh, there's there's some traction on uh, of uh, talk of that happening uh, again in the future. I don't not, think it will, but not up here. There's not. Not up there. There's not. In heaven, there is no DH. There is no artificial turf. Correct. Do you nope. even know what an artificial turf is? I pretend that I knew. Okay. Do you know that? Listen, listen. He's he's got email and he's got iTunes. They get updates about whether or not there's artificial turf or not. Okay. 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 We we to be honest, we used to get sporting news, but they kind of stink <laughs> now, so we don't get it anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're if you're aware. Oh, of course you're aware because up there you get to see it all. There's a. Uh, there's a uh, a prospect actually who is your great great grandnephew, also named Joe Jackson, who's in the Texas Rangers organization. He's uh, he's a relative of yours, and he's making the Joe Jackson name proud once again. And I'm happy he has shoes. It wasn't a funny thing <laughs> without shoes. <laughs> yes, yes, he most certainly has shoes. Yes, 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 he does. But Maybe we, we he'll get a shoe deal. Uh, that, can you imagine? That's brilliant. What a great idea. Do you do you get royalties up there, or is it just you know? No, we just we all get paid the same up here. Uh, that's wonderful. I, I feel up, that up here, up here. No Did sal- you hear that? No salary. No salary cap. Uh, <laughs> no luxury tax. And, and, and if you see Eddie Seacott, tell him he's a punk. That's I don't know if you guys are still friends after all what happened. We're not. We're no longer friends. No. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 I, uh, <laughs> I'm completely satisfied. It, me, it means a great deal to me that you took time out of your. Business and certainly, uh, <laughs> and, and certainly, Judge Landis and Comiskey aren't aren't up there, right? Well, I can't say. Okay. I shouldn't say. You shouldn't say because you're a good Southern gentleman and you, and you don't want yeah. to. Uh, Right. Okay. Okay. I understand. Uh, <laughs> let's just say I chew bubble. Let's just say I chew bubblelicious. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I'm laughing. <laughs> I chew bubblelicious. Wriggling well, okay. the gums, sir. Never mind. Listen, you know what, Joe, you know what, Mr. Jackson did when his career was over. Of course, he was uh, he owned a, 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 a what do you call it, uh, a liquor store. You, you, yes. I'm sure you you know that, Mike. Earl, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you enjoy the cabernet once in a while. <laughs> what? Enjoyed enjoy the occasional cabernet. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. And you're, <laughs> You remember the old story with Ty Cobb when he went into the liquor store? You remember? Uh, I don't even know if Mr. Jackson remembers. My memory is oh. a little, little sketchy on that. Ty Cobb walked into the liquor store. And Joe Jackson was ashamed, you know, that he was working a liquor store. He didn't say anything. And Ty Cobb turned to you and he said, don't you know me, Joe? You know? Yeah, and it, it was, uh, he was sort of embarrassed. Uh, I was embarrassed for Ty. He looked yeah. like hell. <laughs> yes, I, I know. During during the movie uh, Field of Dreams, when you came back uh, to to play a couple of games, I recall that you 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 and your friends uh, would not allow him to come play. You was, 
None of us could stand the son of a bitch when he was alive. Actually, right. Felix. Well, that was that was actually Ray Liotta's interpretation of Shoeless Joe. Uh, Shoeless Joe, a good southern gentleman, may have not have used language like that in, in, in actuality. Oh, no. That, that man should have stuck to mob movies. <laughs> I, I, have, I have one final question for you, um, and it's a, and it's a very it's a very famous. Uh, well, other people have answered the question before, but let me ask you: Have you been paying attention to the salaries of today's players? Yes, I have. Okay, how much do you think you would earn, or how much would you make? If you were playing today, what would you ask for, and who would you compare your skills to? Well, I made eight thousand dollars in my last season. I would compare myself to Mike Trout. Okay. okay. Well, that's that, that's that's fair. Earl, are you okay with that? Sure. Um, Absolutely. Well, I, uh, uh, then, then an all-around uh, player. Um, uh, Trout probably wouldn't hit for as high an average as Mr. Jackson here. Uh, mm-hmm. And three uh, fifty-six lifetime. Sir. Maybe, maybe what doesn't even have uh, Mr. Jackson's defensive skills. Uh, you know, there have been no uh, no one's ever called Mike Trout's glove the uh, you know the place where triples go to die. Uh, 183 outfield assists, sir. There you go. 37, 37 double plays. My dog will tell you so. But uh, <laughs> are you aware that Trout makes a little more than 8000 a year? He's scheduled to make $34 million a year. Are, are you? Yes, are I, you I, I okay. would make a commensurate salary, sir. Okay. Commensurate <laughs> salary. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, too funny. Uh, gosh, I, I, I'm so touched and honored. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, Mr. Walken, plus another fan of the show, was not here um, to, uh, to to witness this, but it will be on, on replay, and, and I can't thank you enough. Um, can, can I ask you one more question? Sure, one more. One I'm more. Thin. Uh, who is going to win, in your mind, the World Series next year? It pains me, but I feel it might be the Kansas City Royals again. Okay. Wow. Kind of like I, I admit, I kind of like the Mets, but I think the Royals are going to win again. Now you've heard, heard it here first as well, as well again, folks. Shoeless Joe wow. Jackson picks picks the Kansas City Royals to. Uh, to repeat as as World Series champions in 2016, I, I, I thought he was I thought he was going to go with the uh, the Mets there. That, that's, uh, that's, but, why, uh, that's yeah. Well, that's why uh, I asked the question. You know what? We may have to we may have to reconnect with uh, with with Sheila's Joe uh, once spring training starts because the Mets still might have a few moves left in the, left in their arsenal. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not really quite sure what they're going to do about a, about an outfield bat, but we'll, we'll we'll maybe we'll reconnect with uh, Mr. Jackson uh, come come spring training. Or uh, send me an email, or fellas. His <laughs> or his earthly representative. Or his earthly. What was that? Send me, send me an email, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> or your earthly representative here, here uh, on this plane of, exist- of existence. That's fine. Uh, either, either or. <laughs> either or. 
Either or. Nice chatting with you boys. It, it was excellent to hear from you, Mr. Jackson. And uh, you take care and enjoy your time in the cornfield. My chicken fried steak's getting cold. Okay. <laughs> Damn, now I'm hungry. <laughs> Thank well, you well, so very much. We've gone through a lot here in the uh, in, in the cornfield. Uh, that's our first call from a uh, from a uh, from a grinning ghost, though. Yeah, yeah. I um I I told you I I prayed to uh, to my to my higher power. I, I ruined I ruined the bit, didn't I? I ruined the bit by uh by 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 uh, calling out uh, the the person's no, name no, who was no, calling. No, that, that was a that was a different person who called. That I, was I a different know. person. Though. Right, okay. exactly. We get a lot okay. of. Phone. Didn't we get a phone call from some guy, some Asian guy, about two years ago who called in? Who <laughs> was like, uh, "What's he show about?" <laughs> He just wanted. He just wanted to listen. Right. <laughs> he just wanted to be part of the gang. And he, and he's like, I, I I didn't know that I'm on call. You remember that? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, so. so that was. Uh, we've got a little bit, little bit of ta- uh, Sheila's Joe's take on uh, the current state of baseball and uh, who he would compare himself to. <laughs> Mike Trout, I think that's a good uh, best player in the game. Uh, Shoeless Joe at, at the time was probably the best player in the game. Although right at that time, Babe Ruth was uh, copying his swing and 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 rising to preeminence. So, yes. But uh, I'd say uh, I'd say as a hitter, uh, Shoeless Joe probably fit in someplace between Ty Cobb and and Babe Ruth. Skill skill wise. Uh... Okay. You know, he wouldn't have had wouldn't have had the, that that power that uh that uh Babe Ruth did had, but who knows? You know, times were they were a changing. Nineteen right. uh, was was nineteen. It was the nineteen eighteen World Series. Nineteen nineteen was his final year in the majors. Correct. It was the nineteen eighteen World Series. So yes, correct. You, you could have just said correct. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Correct. Uh, Correct. Right. Sorry. Oh, 1919 World Series. So 1919 then, World Series. I'm sorry. So okay. World so then he played. Yeah. He played. He played one more year after that. Yes. Yes. I know he played one more year after that. I do. I'm sorry. Yeah. The decision wasn't made until tw- until after the 1920 season. And it was his best season. Right. His yeah. last season. He, he had. Uh, I think it was the first time he had 100 uh, RBI. In 1920. In 19, hold on, let me go into baseball reference. Hang on a second. I don't want to have ADD here. Uh, 121 RBIs, 1920, batted three fucking 82 with 20 triples, 12 home runs. Oh, my God. My God. <laughs> just, just a ridiculous hitter. Just just ridiculous. Good God. And what's, what's amazing is... I love this picture uh, on baseball reference, too. He looks like he looks like he's about 90. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. If if you took a look at baseball cards in the '60s and '70s, and like these guys were old, and you see they were like 32. The, yeah. The, the Mets had a had a shortstop named Jim Beecham. I think it was like 33 years old, and he he looked like he was 50. And um, <laughs> Andy Etchebarren, if you remember him, a catcher. Yeah, it's a little uh, a little different now. Yeah. Um. Here's, right, here's, uh, can I can I talk about something non-baseball for a second? Uh, of course. I spent probably a good hour this morning reading about Tennessee whiskey. Now, uh, 
anybody who's listened to the show knows, knows that I'm a big fan of bourbon and uh, whiskey in general. Um, and there are different varieties of bourbon, you know, uh, of whiskeys, uh, certainly American whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bourbon's got a, uh, a list of requirements for it to be, to, for it to be called, uh, bourbon. It's gotta be 51% corn. The, the mash has to be 51% corn. It's gotta be a bunch of other things, uh, aged in, in uh, uh, charred, uh, un, un, uh, first time use, uh, white bourbon oak barrels. barrels. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, there's there's uh, limitations on you know the the proof that it's that it's uh, um, uh, put into the barrel and all, all, all you know a bunch, bunch of different things so there's five or six things and it's got to be made in the United States. Now, way back when we first met, um, you were the first person I knew that actually liked whiskey. Uh, you were you were a Jack Daniels fan. Right? I was the first person. Yeah, because you know when we when we first met, we we were probably a couple of years out of college. Um, I, I was still me and all my friends. We were all still beer drinkers. Um, oh, oh, okay. um, the whiskey, you know, any hard liquor was usually done as shots. Right. Um, I didn't really know anybody that uh, that would actually drink whiskey. Uh, you're one of the first people that I know, and uh, and you were a fan of. Jack Daniels, which is a Tennessee whiskey. Now, did you know that there's a difference between Tennessee whiskey and whiskey that is distilled in the state of Tennessee? Do you uh, understand what I'm saying? There? Tennessee whiskey is actually a type of whiskey. Uh, there are whiskeys that are distilled in the state of Tennessee that aren't allowed to be called Tennessee whiskey. Is that why it's a sour mash? or No, no. Uh, no, we'll get to what sour mash means in a in a, in a moment. But uh, okay. no, it's because basically the the type of whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, uh-huh. is a type of bourbon. All Tennessee whiskey is basically a type of bourbon. What distinguishes it from from other bourbons is a it's distilled in the state of Tennessee, right. and b it goes through. With the exception, there is actually one exception, but it goes through what is known as the Lincoln County process. And the Lincoln County process is uh, uh, that it is filtered through uh, maple charcoal, filtered or steeped in maple charcoal to give it an extra layer of, um, I guess, I guess you would say, uh, you know, flavor. That is certainly okay. Jack Daniel Jack Daniels and George Dickel would say that. Right. Um and for the long time longest time there were Tennessee's a weird state. Tennessee you know has uh Jack Daniels is the biggest whiskey uh I, I is it big bigger than Jim Beam. Uh but anyway, Jack Daniels is is certainly one of the largest producers of, of whiskey, not only in the country but in the world. And okay. uh, and that's you know the state of Tennessee. Uh, oh, right. You see, Brown Foreman just just dumped uh, Southern Comfort. They just sold Southern Comfort yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Brown Foreman is uh, owns uh, Jack Daniels. Um, right. Uh, just like uh, Diago owns uh, uh, Diageo. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Owns uh, who's a much larger company. Owns uh, yeah. George Dickel. Dickel. Right. Right. They own Dickel. Right. right. Yeah. But for the longest time, and, and there were some historical other uh, um, distilleries like Farrell or something, but those, those were gone by before Prohibition. 
But prohibition laws kind of lasted in Tennessee a lot longer than, than most other states. There were a lot of counties, and there are still a number of counties that are dry counties in, um, in Tennessee. And there were laws up until 2009 that prohibited any county from distilling alcohol uh, other than Lincoln County, Moore County, and there was another county. I forget what, I forget, I forget what it is. Now they've opened it up there, and there are some like 50 counties that you're allowed to distill. So Hamilton, the next, Ham, Hamilton County? Or? Might have been, yeah. There, okay. So the next big, I think, I personally believe, the next big wave of whiskey that we're going to see in this country is a whole bunch of smaller um, uh, distilleries popping up in Tennessee doing their version of Tennessee whiskey. Or not doing Tennessee whiskey. And 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 let me go back into that there. Uh, George Dickel, uh, I think Jack Daniels makes a rye too. So they you know just they make, started making us. Yeah, they make started. they make a rye whiskey that absolutely can't be called Tennessee whiskey because Tennessee whiskey is a type of whiskey. Yeah, about uh, two years ago they 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 it's called spirits from grain or something like that. They can't call it a uh, um, a rye. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, spirits from grain or, or, or something. Um, right. There, so there is another one, uh, Benjamin Pritchard, which uh, which has only been around for uh, ten years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, when the uh, when it went up, uh, in front of the, the Tennessee state legislator le- legislation to uh, to decide what Tennessee whiskey was, um, they openly rejected that. It, it had to go through the Lincoln, Lincoln County process. They felt that it should just be, um, it should just be whiskey, basically bourbon that is produced in 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 the uh, in the state of Tennessee. Because his his saying was, if I want to make if I want my whiskey to taste like Jack Daniels, I'll make my whiskey to taste like Jack Daniels. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't all right. be it shouldn't all be the same. But you know, so so he actually got an exception. Uh, the, the law actually reads it's. It's got to be, you know, basically follow all the same steps as bourbon. It's got to be made in the, st- in the state of Tennessee in one of these counties that allows it. Uh, it's got to be, it's got to go through the Lincoln County process, except for Benjamin Pritchard Distillery. So, like specifically, that distillery uh, gets to call themselves uh, Tennessee Whiskey without, uh, with, without doing the Lincoln County process. And how come I've never even heard of this brand? Because it's small. That, that's what I'm saying. Right now, I, I can name. There's, there's a, I think there's about six or seven different um, Tennessee uh, distillers in the state, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, it used to just be Jack Daniel and, and George Stickle. Now that it's opening up, we've got Benjamin Pritchard, we've got Collier and, and McKeel. Oh, by the way, Benjamin Pritchard. <laughs> let me get back to that in a second. Okay. Uh, Ten, Ten South Distillery, Davy Crockett Tennessee Whiskey, and Nelson Greenbrier Distill, Distillery, which hasn't produced any, any whiskey yet because they're so new. You know, it's got to be aged three or four years, uh, I think, uh, by the rules. And uh, so they haven't actually produced anything. They haven't sold anything yet. But I think we're going to see a lot more pop up. But here's I, the only thought, I only thought there was two, Dickel and Daniels. I didn't know there was yeah. any more. Well, yeah, that's what, um, that's why I was reading about this. It's, I think it's going to be the next big wave. We're going to start seeing a lot more. We're going to see, start seeing a lot more Tennessee whiskeys. But um, um, the Lincoln County process was named thusly because... That's where the Jack Daniels Distillery was. Where is the okay. Jack Daniels Distillery now? In Lynchburg. In, in Lynchburg, but is Lynchburg in in 
in Lincoln County? Oh, I, I don't know that. I, I didn't, I've been to Lynchburg. In 1871, the boundaries of the county uh, were, were changed, and so the, the Jack Daniels Distillery and surrounding areas became part of the newly created Moore County. Okay. So there's actually only one distiller in Lincoln County, and that is Benjamin Pritchard, and he doesn't use the Lincoln County process. <laughs> God. <laughs> <sighs> So I thought that okay. was, I thought that I thought that was pre- pretty interesting. So when you say it's going to be the next big wave, are you saying because let me tell you, I just and this and and, and and I know people who are listening and Mr. B is sitting here thinking, what the hell are we talking about? But I guess he knows us by now. I was at a liquor store two days ago buying trying. It was three days ago. Sorry, I was trying to buy um, Tia Maria. Which okay. You you know I what I love right, um, okay. and I, they didn't have it. I had to buy some other ship brand, and they, and apparently, what's the other stuff that's made um, in white Russians and black Russians? What's that uh, the famous thing? Kahlua. Kahlua. Apparently, Kahlua shut down a factory for like some season. I don't know, and and, and they can't get Kahlua up here right now. So I bought some other crap. Anyway, I'm in the liquor store. And I went to the bourbon section. Let me tell you something. I recognized maybe 25% of the bourbons and whiskeys that were on the shelf. There's a bunch of stuff that you didn't know. Uh, not only that, they're flavoring bourbons with things that just made me want to, like, you know. Vomit. Vomit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of the flavored bourbons. Um, and they're all getting into it. You know, as soon as, you know, Fireball took off, uh, everybody wanted a cinnamon uh, red hot for, uh, flavor of uh, so you know Jack Daniels does one, uh, Jim Beam does one, then Jim Beam did their, their maple, and uh, I actually bought a bottle of the Jim Beam apple. Just thought, you know I figured it would be in, an interesting mixer to put in with mm-hmm. different, you know different drinks, and it was. Uh, you couldn't drink it straight; it was way 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 right. too sweet. The Tennessee honey from Jack Daniels, oh too sweet. Uh, right. Jim Beam, Jim right. Beam makes a, a honey version too. It's kind of all appealing to the uh, uh, sh- you know the chilled shots crowd, I think, which I'm not one of. So and I, it, doesn't, right, it, it doesn't doesn't appeal to me. Right. But the thing with bourbon is, um, you know, when we were when we were youngins, uh, bourbon was made in the state of Kentucky. Um, yep. Yep. And 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 that was it. As other states opened up and. Uh, the definition of bourbon was that it just had to be made in the United States. Uh, now, pretty much, I, God, I, I think there's some, there's like 40 different states that are, that are, that are making bourbon now. Uh, yeah, I mean, right here on Long Island, there's, there's, there's a place out, out East, uh, you know, the Long Island distillery that, that makes, that makes bourbon. Uh, there, uh, there's, um, um, what's the, uh, um, old quarry in, uh, in Widow Jane. In Brooklyn, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, right, right. Yeah, so that's and because the ingredients uh, in bourbon are uh, are something that's that that's really not going to go away. You know, corn whiskey, uh, it, it's an inexpensive grain. Um, there's a lot of different variables that you can you can add rye uh, to it. You can add wheat. You, there there are, there are places out there that are making it with quinoa you know anything that's a grain you can use barley you know you know whatever whatever you want 
uh, interest has to be 51% corn. Um, so that 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 there's a lot of flexibility there. I think the one thing that we're going to see that's going to be difficult is the availability of unaged white oak barrels, uh, unused white oak barrels. And actually, this is this is kind of interesting. Uh, there's 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 something in Tennessee in the Tennessee legislature uh, put up by uh, uh, George Dickel that uh, they want they they want to change the definition of Tennessee whiskey uh, that the barrels don't have to be um, not previously used. They can reuse barrels because they're they're saying, well, we got you know we feel like we you know if, if we uh, if we take you know these barrels and we use them again, it offers a different complexity to to to, to the. Uh, but then, meanwhile, it's probably it, it's it's cheaper, you know. All, you know, also to to reuse the barrels. What happens to uh, bourbon barrels now? They go to Scotland. They, get, they go to Scotland, right? Right. Because uh, 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 the you know, uh, Scotch is is aged in uh, in previously used bourbon barrels or right. American whiskey barrels, white white oak. By their whiskey barrels, and then that gives and that gives Scotch a different layer, or it's being used by, you know, uh, beer companies uh, have been are are using it to age uh, to, uh, to to give their stouts or you know whatever uh, a, a different flavor. Um, so you know, there's there's plenty of uses uses for them, but you know how much how much white oak is out there, uh, and and you know uh, if every state in the union is going to be making is going to be making bourbon at some point. Uh, you know, is there going to be a shortage of white oak barrels? So that might be something that changes. Uh, and I don't know how that how that uh, how that proposal in Tennessee worked out for uh, for George Dickel, but uh, but I could see that it'll eventually uh, pass, and they'll use other kind of barrels, or 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 uh, they're allowed to use the barrels more and more uh, over and over again. So I I can't. This was this was this was my morning. This morning, I woke up and I started reading about t- Tennessee whiskey. I, I don't know what everybody else does. I don't know what everybody else does on Sunday mornings. Maybe it goes to church or something. I don't know. So, 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 if I was to sum this up, you make a very fair argument for the Hall of Fame. Okay. You 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 don't care about the environment or the future of the planet or politics. However. God forbid they use a charred oak barrel twice. You've got a problem. No, hell yeah. No, I, no, I don't. I, I don't. No, I don't have a problem if they use it twice. And, my, and, and like I said, I think I think we're eventually going to get to the place because of, because of the scarcity of, of white oak that uh, that uh, you know, we're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to if if, if they want to keep getting me bourbon at twenty bucks a bottle <laughs> or whatever or whatever the uh, the price is. Uh, you know, things are going to have to change. Well, there's a um, there's a there's a guy. Do you remember when when tequila prices went went way north? No, I really don't. I, well, there was. Well, I mean, tequila's a little different because uh, you know premium tequila is made from blue agave, which and uh, and by law can only be made in in uh, two areas of of Mexico, uh, Jalisco County and I forget the other province. Um, but or uh, it might actually be called tequila. But um, I do remember when tequila went up. Actually, yes. Yeah, and the big problem with that was that there was a like a fungus or a blight on the agave that, plant. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, whole crops were were were, were devastated. And um, so 
you know, that's something that you don't know is, is, is actually happening because these things, you know, take a while to grow. Have you ever seen the, you know, what, what, what the agave root looks like? I mean, it's bigger than a, bigger than an oak barrel. You know, it's this big, it's, it's a it's disgusting just, looking thing. Yeah, yeah. like a big and they char big, it uh, and, and, acorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they char it and they uh, and they uh, yeah. and they and they rip it apart and they and and they squeeze all the juice. You know, basically get all the juice out of it. Right. And uh, and that's where agave nectar comes from. And that's what's used. Like a big fucking green dinosaur egg. It's a big. Yeah. 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 So uh, uh, that I don't see happening with. And, and, and I'm sorry, one last thing is that's another use of old bourbon barrels is uh, they go down to Mexico and they're used to make uh, uh, not re- uh, Reposado and uh, and um, what's the uh, premium? It's age. Uh, an- anejo. anejo. Uh, a Reposado is rested for up to six months in, in old bourbon barrels. Uh, anejo, at least a year. And then there's super Anejos that are done for 10 years or whatever. Just to, just out of curiosity, would they rechar the barrels? No, I don't believe so. Because you can you can scrape it and rechar it. I I thought I, I'm trying to figure out how they would go ahead and do that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe they do. I think I think you know the uh, the reason they're using that is because the bourbon has not only is there the angel share where some of it evaporates oh, yeah. but there's also the part that seeps into the barrel and that is part of you know what ages in an, a, a tequila and imparts some of that flavor into it and scotches and, and hey, whatnot can i ask you sure how um how uh how would you use, how could Jack Daniels ever use a, a barrel twice and get the same result? Well, it wouldn't be that's that's their that's Jack Daniels' point is you wouldn't get the same result. Uh, George okay. Dickel is saying we want to use the barrels uh, over again and maybe the the the, the flavor of, of the whiskey will be further nuanced. Okay. Or, or, or or slightly different. Jack Daniels wants to stick to their process, their recipe. You know, the, even though you know they've made changes over the years, they they, they lowered the proof. They lowered the proof from 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 one to another. Right. You know. Right. Um. But uh. But you know they they they're they're trying to stick to their brand and what you know what their brand is and 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 whatnot. So. Um, that, that, I think that's that's the only re- reason why they're, they're they're against it. Do I think the average person would be able to tell the difference between? You know, and they're not making, they're not doing single barrel whiskeys. You know, they do do a single barrel barrel whiskey, but I'm talking about the regular product. It's basically a blend of barrels, and if they're if they're blending stuff that is done in new barrels and stuff that's done in in, in old barrels. I don't think your average, and I'm talking 99% of the people that drink uh, Jack Daniels, would be able to t- taste the difference. Oh, okay. I, 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 that's what I believe. That's what I believe. Even though we're having an interesting and jolly discussion about this, I'm freaking out that that bourbon is going to start getting, you know, very low grade. Like, you, you know what? The, you know what the green Jack Daniels bottles yeah. were originally. 
the green Jack Daniels were actually the bottles that are now the black bottles. Exactly. Exactly. Any proof or, or right, right, the, lower, right, right, the, the lower proof. Right, 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 right. It was like it, and um, and uh, it was like, oh, people like, oh, I got the green Jack Daniels. Like they got something fancy. I'm like, you didn't get something fancy. You got something shitty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wow, I've never seen green, and they can't sell it up north and all this crap. So right. I'm very, even though I'm not that big of a of a drinker, it's sort of like ruining. You know, but but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's I, I don't know if it's ruining. Uh, you know, I I think I think it's 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 just all an evolution process. You know, um, I I think right now we live in great times for bourbons. Uh, we have some incredible high end bourbons. We have some incredible local bourbons. We have uh, some incredible low priced bourbons. Evan Williams White Label Bottled and Bond One Hundred. You can get it for like sixteen, seventeen bucks. It's a fantastic whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, like uh, my my home whiskey, my home bourbon that I drink is Old Granddad 100 bottle and bomb. I just happen to think that that the higher proof whiskeys taste better. I think that's that's uh, that's how they were intended to do. It doesn't matter to me because I wind up watering it down anyway. So you know if I'm watering down an 80 proof versus watering down 100 proof, uh, uh, if you know what I mean, uh, it, it's getting me to the point where I want to be. Um, but I know I think we live in a. I, I, I think we're in this 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 boom phase of American whiskey that I think is only going to get better. And the only thing that I can see it hindering uh, how good it can be is an eventual shortage of white oak barrels. That's all. Let me ask you: Are, are you since 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 this is just going to go on? And I, there's there's a, there's a bourbon that's supposed to be a high quality bourbon that just doesn't do it for me. You know, Booker's. Are you? Uh... Yeah, I've had Booker's. Booker's, Booker's is made. It, Booker's is is uh, for, um, from Jim Bean. Yeah, Jim Bean, Brown Foreman. Yeah. Right, right, right. But right. are you a fan of? I I, I do like it. I, I like it. It's. Uh, I think it's uh, for what it is. It's a little overpriced, so I don't really buy it that often. Um, but I but I I purchased a couple bottles. The one thing that a lot of people don't like about it is uh, is that it's got a little bit too much of a burn, that 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 whiskey burn, mm-hmm. and uh, the people's I think the country's palate towards towards whiskey has been towards uh, a, a, a softer a, a softer burn, a little bit a little bit. Um, uh, my my dog is freaking out in the other room over something. Uh, a, soft, <laughs> a, a softer a softer burn, a, a lighter a lighter palate, uh, a mellower. Mellow or whiskey, so uh, oh, boy, damn. come on. Uh, I don't know what the, what the fuck she's doing. Do, do, do you remember me telling you the other day that I was at a restaurant and I and I saw a Buffalo Trace there and I said, Hey, yeah. see that? And they and the guy looked at me like, hey, No one's ever asked me to open that bottle before, and it, he thought it was like, you know, Buffalo Trace, like, Buffalo Trace isn't a rare bourbon, it's it's it's, it's a very, very common bourbon. Right, but he said I've never opened this bottle before. It's been sitting on a shelf for blah blah blah. Right, and that's, 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 like, that's a little weird to me because that's uh, that's that's the uh, shelf bourbon for a lot of a lot of places. Hmm. Okay, it, there, there's a bourbon I'd like to see if you could find for me. Sure. And, and have you ever heard of Parker's? Parker's. I have. I've never seen it. So it's a wheat bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it Colonel Parker's or no, no? It's just Parker's. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's something called Parker's, but it's a weeded bourbon. 
Yeah. I, well, first of all, I'm not as big of a fan of weeded bourbons as you are. Uh, I know that's your, that's, <laughs> that's your jam. Um, <laughs> and uh, that that being the maker's mark, um, Pappy Van Winkle, um, vein of, of, of whiskeys with a high wheat uh, content. What's the one that I, uh, the bottle that I picked up for you? What, Weller? Weller's, yeah, W.L. Weller. That's that's another weeded bourbon. Yes. But if if you could find that bourbon for me, please, please let me know, and I'll obviously well uh, share some with you. They, uh, like I said, a lot of a lot of those traditional Kentucky brands, um, and some of the more regional brands, uh, you know, have don't don't make their way up to our stores uh, as as often. <laughs> you know, like you know that there are some states that uh, have uh, there where the liquor uh, liquor stores are are basically run by by the state uh, uh, ABC stores. They're they're kind of called. Is that like the uh, I don't think Jersey's like that. I think uh, uh, it could be though. Um, but for example, like when Patty Van Winkle releases their yearly supply of of twenty three year old bourbon, um, it'll you know they ship it out to a bunch of different states and 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 whatnot. Um, the price in New Hampshire, for example, that that's used for uh, where where it's state. Run, you know they're not they don't they don't do price gouging. It's not it's not a uh, you know uh, what do you call it a uh, um, supply and demand. It's it's basically they, the price is what the price is. So there are people that get on these waiting lists in states like that to pick up to get a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle for one hundred and fifty dollars instead of spending twenty five hundred dollars in in their state. Because I've never they, heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's actually uh, something that happens every year. Oh, okay. Quickly off of uh, off of uh, off of whiskey, I, I want to give you a beer recommendation uh, that you may want to write down. Uh, okay. Coming out coming out very coming out very shortly. I think I, I think it, it it's it's going to be in stores this week. Uh, from Have you ever heard of a uh, a, a brewery Trogue in Pennsylvania? T R O E G. Oh, their um, their seasonal uh, that comes out this time of year uh, every year is, is called uh, Nugget Nectar, and it's just really really delicious delicious uh, okay. pale ale, and uh, um, usually sells sells out wherever wherever it uh, goes really quickly. Um, so uh, maybe this week, if you find yourself in a uh, in a beer store. Inquire about inquire inquire about nugget nectar from Trogue. Mm. Hang on, I want to write it down. I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the Syosset store. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about with booze. We can move back to baseball or anything else that you wanted to talk about. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, see, you see, now you got me paranoid because I'm trying to write this down. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying not to like pause for too long because if I pause for too long, you'll be. You think you're going to be eight? Have... No, exactly. I was I was I was laughing about it more than anything. Stop it! I was I wasn't I wasn't being critical. I was I was I was busting your chops. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So last night I went to uh, um, G 
she is way down in Charleston this this week with her family. And uh, so I, I kind of had nothing to do yesterday. And uh, nothing is what I did. But uh, I went out. There's there's a local place by me that uh, that makes great sandwiches. Picked up a uh, roast beef and mozzarella with uh, hot peppers and gravy on, on, on garlic bread. Definitely took a couple couple of weeks off the end of my life, you know, but uh, it, it was worth it. And uh, and I wanted to pick up because I had seen that Nugget Nectar was coming out, a six pack of Nugget Nectar, Nectar to enjoy with it last night, uh, but they didn't have it. And uh, and and uh, the guy behind the counter was like, "We heard it might be coming this week, but probably next week." So it's 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 one of those things that uh, uh, you know, everybody's looking for, and uh, well, hopefully I'll be able to get some when it when it comes out. So I I wound up settling for Twenty uh, First Amendment. Settling for twenty first amendment, okay. Brew free or die, their their IPA. I went with instead of the uh, down to earth, which they did have. Monkey, monkey. Oh, oh, they, oh, okay. But I not more... not the American bitter. They don't make the American bitter anymore. But uh, you know they they they've changed it a little bit, and it's now the down to earth. And we've talked about that before. So. Right. And you know I have one in my fridge for you still. There you go. Uh, what else we got going on that we want to talk about tonight? <laughs> oh, you mean you mean in addition to all the other stuff that we've covered on our agenda? Uh, yeah, wait, which our agenda did not exist. We talked about right. the snow. We talked we talked to Shoeless Joe, right? Uh, the right. ghost of Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, well, 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 I, I, there's there's three well, things a, I want to. What a faint faint Long Island lilt to his uh, South, South Carolina accent. <laughs> uh, it, it, he sounded like someone trying to imitate a uh, a person of uh, African American uh, persuasion, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, there's there's three things I want to cover. We can handle it as quick as you'd like. First, I would like to publicly congratulate congratulate uh, Mr. Brody, Mr. B, who's on uh, who's online here with us, for winning uh, our Strat League uh, after. I don't know, 15 or 18 years of being in the league. This was his first championship. Nice. I, I don't. I don't know if you realize. And, how, and what what was the 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 final uh, the final game that that uh, who who's who's his star? Josh Beckett. But Josh Beckett was game four. He won it in okay. game five. But Josh Beckett pitched seven no hit or shutout innings. For him, comma legs. Oh, you call legs, yeah. right? Yeah. Comma legs, right? Uh, isn't that what Gia calls them, comma legs? Yes, yeah. yeah. Parentheses legs. Right. And it looks like looks like he's riding a horse. Right. And, and eighteen years in in a league that has been full of competitiveness and turmoil, and. Uh, and so many changes. And let me tell you something. It's an 18-team league that's been around for 24 years. It'll be 25 years this year. And and he's been in the playoffs, I don't know, maybe a dozen times. It's an extremely competitive league. And and he's been like the Red Sox, where it's like, is he ever going to win? Right. You know, or, or the Cubs. Right. Is he ever? And, and he went up against um, – Albert, who's been on our show uh, listening a few times, and Albert has, I think, five or six championships already, and I couldn't even pay attention to what was going to happen because I had just assumed that, once again, Mr. B was going to come up short, but he won, and it was amazing. So I'd like to congratulate him. 
Congratulations, congratulations. Killer B in our chat room. Did you ever um, win that league? No. You've never won that league. And how many years have you been in it? Uh, 11 or 12. But you see, there's a difference. I don't, I don't play to win. I'm sorry to say it like that. I, I like to build my team and have my favorite players. I don't right. play to win. Like I would have to like trade guys. Yeah, and, and, and you get too attached to your guys. Right, right, right. Because it's a yeah. permanent, um, what league? Trade. Um, yeah, yeah. You trade Mike Trout, he gone. He's got, exactly, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a per right. So, like, I, this is the league where I drafted, you know, um, Justin Upton when he was 16 years old. I, dra- I drafted you, Darvish, eight years ago. You know, he's only been in the majors a couple of years. I mean, that's it, the type of thing. So I don't care if I win or lose. I just like, yeah, I have this guy. So people are like, yeah, fuck Peter. He's, he doesn't care if he wins. But but I'm I'm not. Mike thinks I'm the best, one of the best core teams next year. But I'm still not going to do whatever it takes to win because I don't care. Um, unlike you, you won't as the season progresses, you won't make the deals that you might normally make to try to win the deal the league because you want to keep hold on to your guys. Correct. Correct. All right, but what if somebody else has scooped up a guy that you want to be one of your guys? In that case, you would make the trade, right? Give me an, another, give me an example. Like if somebody was to... Like say, for example, uh, you know, back when you drafted you uh, Darvish, you were really looking at him, you wanted, you wanted him, somebody got him right ahead of you. Right. Five years later, opportunity came up that you could trade for him. You would have to trade a couple of your young prospects that you love to get you Darvish. Oh, I could have traded for Darvish five minutes after the guy drafted him. I would just have to have paid dearly to get right. him. Right. So, so, so if, yeah, there's, there's very few people who I want very badly that I don't have. In, in your league, is it a, is it a big, uh, is uh, there a lot of trades that are made? It's insane trades, lots of trades okay. every day, every day. That's the one thing about our fantasy league. I know that I kind of hate. Yeah, is 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 that there is there is no trading that happens. Yep. Uh, and if there is, it's usually involving me or you because because oh my you know we're the, we're we're the trader we're the trader jacks that are that are that are in the league. We initiate yep. a, you know a lot more than other people. People are you know happy to pick up. Um, uh, you know, free agents as as they as as they go along. And, you know, it's not a deep league, so that that's that's a possibility. But me, I always like. Remember the old Oxford days uh, when yeah. <laughs> we'd go out to happy hour, and and me and a couple of the other guys would sit down and and and, and work out like, you know, nine player, fourteen trades. You know, <laughs> hey, you, this yeah. is going to go over there. This is going to go over there. Whatever, call it in. You know, yeah, I, I, I miss the, I miss those days a little bit. Yeah, if you talk to the guys in in the league, excuse me, trading is is, uh, probably more exhilarating than playing the games. Like, you know, it's like this league would be great if it wasn't for having to play these goddamn games because drafting and trading is is what's fun. And you're right. That's That's what I don't like about the league. Um, because there's not enough trading, and I don't know why. I don't, and thank gosh that we created a value system of short-term protects with 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 contract escalations. Right. 
Because that's the only reason there's any trading at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I just wanted to congratulate him because the, the league has been going through a bit of a, you know, problem. Tumultuous time. Yeah, and the fact that, that, that he won really invigorated everything because everybody loves Mike and, you know, and he's a good guy and, and he's always competitor and always fair and he's ultra, ultra into the league. So it was, right. it was the greatest thing that, 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 he, that he won. It's that team that, that, that should have won years ago, uh, finally getting their win. Yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it's great. So. Next, year's, next year's Chicago Cubs. Uh, well, yeah, well what, a, what a turner on that guy, Ted. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's another, funny. In, in one of those, um, in one of those uh, uh, old shows that I was listening to from 2011, uh, they had just fired their, uh, their general manager, and, and we were like, you know, we don't know who's going to wind up there. It could be Billy Bean. It could be, you know, so you know, it could, could it could be a pretty big name. We had no idea that Theo Epstein was going to go there, though. Um, and, and, and and we were talking specifically because um, Chris Fielder was uh, was becoming a free agent, and uh, and you were convinced absolutely that uh, he was going to stay with Milwaukee. I was, was. convinced. You were. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. yeah. I was. I was uh, you were. You were like they have to. They have to resign him. They have to. I was absolutely convinced that he was going to go to the Cubs because the Cubs at that point needed a first baseman, and yeah. they were. And they were. Uh, like I said, going to be getting a new general manager, and I thought that that was a player that they could rally around. And uh, the other one was uh, Albert Pujols was becoming a free agent, and we were both uh, both convinced. Not only. Was was he going to stay in St. Louis? But it was going to be a, it was a mortal lock that he was going to stay in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway, it's. I I actually you know how you woke up today and you were thinking about uh, whiskey, Tennessee whiskey. You know what I woke up and, and thought about? Baseball to me is sort of like, you know how you have friends and they have you know like you you and she have a have a friend and there's a couple and they've been mm-hmm. together for a long time and they're like, Oh God, what's their problem now? Now they're fighting about this or that. It's like, Oh, would they just break up already? It's like, Oh, that's right. what I think baseball is like. It's like, Oh God, now what the hell's going to happen? What's going to go wrong now? now it, so, so for so many years, it's been like oh, the, the strike in the eighties and then free agency in the seventies and Catfish Hunter and the salaries. And then, and then the strikes in the eighties, and then the and then the cocaine in the eighties when that happened, and yep. then the live ball era, you know, and all that crazy, all the birds hitting all the home runs, and then the steroid era, and then another strike. I mean, it was just like they canceled a fucking World Series. Can you imagine? And then the steroids, and then the McGuire thing. It's just and, and now it's like, and then Kansas City wins. It's like, all right, it's starting to get cleansed. You know, it's it's maybe starting to get cleansed, like. I I just I can't imagine. They, they said in Field of Dreams, baseball has has served the, or the test of time and has lived through all of it. But it's getting really, really, really stupid already. And and that's why when when Kansas City won, I was like, oh, so a small market team can do this, right? But but. But I don't know, you know, and I, I know that there still are small market teams, and I know that that uh, you know, uh, 
you know, people are, 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 you know, they're saying, you know, even teams like the Yankees are copying the Royals model of, you know, uh, you know, uh, the dominant bullpen and, and things like that instead of signing, uh, you know, big free agents. But with revenue sharing as it is and, and everything, is there really such a thing as a small market team anymore? I mean, uh, all these all these teams can afford to spend quite, a bit. I mean, you know, not as much as the Yankees and the Dodgers, obviously. I, I'm not talking about, you know, the the mega teams like the Yankees and Dodgers, but isn't everybody else kind of going towards the middle, where there is no, there really is no reason for there for there to be small market teams anymore. There are small markets, but when we're talking about money and revenue sharing and stuff like that, well, I, I mean. Let me let me let me put it this way: um, small market. You could say that it's Tampa a small market team, or is the owner just cheap? Miami has got the low payroll, but you know they've got he's got a, they got the crazy owner down there. The only yeah. real small market team is Milwaukee right now. I, I I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, but even Milwaukee can spend some money. You know, uh, you know they're not crying poverty. Yeah, but they're they're the they're they're right now the only true small market team. Well, they're they're the uh, population wise they're the smallest market in the United States for and for, for, for for baseball for a baseball team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so they're a small market team, you know, and uh, and a lot of teams they they screwed themselves up, you know, like uh, Cleveland screwed themselves up, Oakland. You know, they they screwed themselves up a little. Look at that, Josh Donaldson for Brett Laurie. They screwed themselves up. But uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there are no small. There, there's very very few small market teams, and and right. the teams that aren't don't have. There's small ownership. I, I think what you're saying there is there's small ownership. Uh, the uh, you know, and by what I mean small, there's there's small spending ownerships that are out there. Uh, Florida, Oakland. Uh, yes. Milwaukee, uh, yes. Uh, yes. you know, uh, owners that don't want to open up uh, open up the bank, you know, yes. let's say yes. uh, Arizona or San Francisco did uh, o- over the uh, o- over this break so far. Yes, yeah, but, but it's, yeah. it's exciting the fact that I'm, are you, are you looking forward to this year or is it be like oh, I look, whatever? I look I look forward to every year. You know, I always I always skew it two ways. Uh, First of all, A, if the Yankees aren't going to win, I do like teams like the Royals winning. Uh, you know, I didn't want to see the Cardinals win again. I didn't want to see the Red Sox win again. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, something, you know, uh, World Series with the Mets and the Royals, that was f- fucking fantastic. Uh, I, I do like seeing the Mets. Um, I, I think baseball's more interesting as a New Yorker when the Mets are a good team. So uh, I think I think that should be fun. I think the Yankees are going to be good. Um, Look at uh, that Sandy Alderson and Jed Hoyer uh, and Theo Epstein at the Cubs did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look at what these guys did. Amazing, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's amazing, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and, like, I even like the moves, like I said, I, I mentioned Arizona and, and, and the Diamondbacks, what mm-hmm. they did at the top of, at the top of their rotations. Yep. Uh, I said Arizona and the Diamondbacks. I said Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, it's just getting late now. I'm getting tired. Um, yeah. yeah, Johnny Cueto signing and all that. Yeah, Justin Marja, you know, uh, 
uh, Zach Ranky. Um It's just, inter- you know, to me, interesting stuff. And, uh, and um, I, I don't know. I, what's going to happen down in Florida with, uh, with Jose Fernandez? Are they going to trade him eventually? Not now. Obviously. Or are they going to, or are they, or are they going to, or are they going to build around around him, him and Sin? You know. Uh well, after what they paid for uh, Giancarlo Stanton, I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to keep him. If so, you're, you're keep, not, keep, not, keep right. Fernandez. Right, Fernandez. Yeah, Fernandez. Yeah. Right, right, right. Jose Fernandez. And, and, Right, and and I see you're tired. And the only other thing I wanted to say is, by the way, thank you for sending me the music the other day. But I listened to the Tom Waits album, and it made me want to take my take my stapler and and hit myself in the head five hundred times. Oh, uh, you don't like that album? It's such a great album. It was so uh, depressing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's such a such a such a great listening listening to music. Uh, Drinking some booze, uh, kind of kind of album. It's, uh, I was at it. work. Oh well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I was at work. I wanted to hear something jolly to get me through the day, and I'm listening to the album. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, uh, uh, I I just I just want to. It, it was good, but I, after like five songs, well, like, I just want, are you working? Are you working tomorrow? Uh, it's Martin Luther King Day. A lot of people are off. No, of course I have to stay home and honor and celebrate. So. I didn't mean that, Jackass. No, I mean, are you working tomorrow? <laughs> no, I work tomorrow. Okay, you're not working tomorrow. No. Uh, kids are home from school. So tonight, before you go to bed, throw on a little heart of a Saturday night. Pour yourself, pour yourself a, a, a little bit of that uh, um, old Rip Van Winkle that you have, and uh, see if see see if you enjoy it a little bit a, a little bit more than 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 when you listen to it at work. No, I, I'm saving that little bit of Rip Van Winkle I have for the third annual Cornfield party, which might be in your house. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, the, maybe you're down by the beach. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so instead of the cornfield, down 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 by the uh, beach. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else we want to uh, jump in? No, nope. I think we're All good. Right. I want to thank you for this and thank you for Mr. B. For Thanks for uh, yeah, Mr. B. Hanging hanging with us and and uh, and Shoeless Joe. Uh, uh, Calling in from the grave. Looks a lot like Iowa. I, I, uh, I, I have somebody else that might be calling in next week, but you know, as long as you're okay with with people calling in. Uh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna start making this weekly again. Is that what you're trying to uh, say? Uh, well, I'm, it's a 2016 thing. I'm trying something different, and maybe we'll do uh, maybe we'll do biweekly until 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 the season starts. No, of course, no. Whenever we do it, but you know, yeah. the guest I was thinking of having is remember the catcher for the Phillies, Bo Diaz. You remember him? Sure. Okay. Well, Bo Diaz passed away because he was putting a satellite dish on his roof, and he fell off. And the satellite dish fell on him, and that's how he passed away. I thought that would oh, be boy. a really good story for our. <laughs> Jeez. Now again, you're you're huge into suicide, <laughs> suicides, and weird deaths. Uh, you, yeah, I don't know I, if you remember, but episode twenty-three, you went and sponsored like five different pages on Baseball Reference, and it was all people that either a committed suicide or died weird young. Yes, yes. Well, that's what. Yes, that's what. Uh, I mean, I thought that's what the show was about, honoring <laughs> those who, you know, who who passed away, you know, too soon. Too soon. All right. 
All right. So, well, we have a guest that's going to talk about that. Is that what you're saying? No. Or is Bo, Bo, Diaz, Bo Diaz calling from the grave? Uh, he might be. I just want to ask no. you, what the fuck were you doing putting a satellite dish on your house and he fell off and it crushed him and he passed away? That's just terrible. Well, well, we have uh, Darryl, well Darryl Porter. That, that's, that's called uh, the, the Darwin Awards. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. People too, that are too stupid to live. Not that I'm saying both. Sorry, sorry about the family of both the ass. I don't mean to say that he was stupid, but uh, you yeah. pay somebody uh, else. You pay you pay somebody else to put up that satellite dish. Yes, I understand. Uh, well, thank you very much for this, um, and uh, I'm sure I'll. And hopefully, um, hopefully, 2016, we'll see uh, uh, a full crop in, in our cornfield, as as they like to say, and uh, and and maybe we'll uh, we'll be seeing you all. Uh, on a more regular basis in 2016. All right, say good night to the kids, Colonel. Night, night. Thank you for watching. Good night, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.